Hi everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. This message will post on December 3rd, 2023. We are continuing reading in the book of Revelation. We are on chapter 16. So I hope that if you didn't tune into chapter 15, you'll go ahead and do so and then listen to this message. I am posting this message tomorrow but I'm actually recording it on December 2nd. I have a day where I can get another message in but I don't want to post it until tomorrow. So anyway this chapter is we'll be reading about the last seven plagues which are the bowl judgments which completes the wrath of God. The song recommendation is Jesus, I Believe by Big Daddy Weave. This is a song that I have recommended before, but I just feel like this it, it's a fitting song for this message because we want people, when we listen to this song, Jesus, I Believe. I want to walk with you, Jesus. This song needs to be prayed over people so our loved ones and people that we know that we don't think are saved we just want to pray over them that they believe so they don't receive the mark of the beast and therefore then receive these last seven bold judgments because they're not going to be pleasant. And the book of Revelation is just that a revelation that that is been uncovered. Jesus came so we could know the future. It's a revelation. And he lets us know what's to be. These things will take place. It's not just a story. These things will take place. So the song, Jesus, I Believe, I Believe, is a very fitting song for this message. Because we need to start praying. At the end of the song, it says, Jesus, help my unbelief there's scripture that says when when a person remains faithless jesus remains faithful we have to continue praying we have to pray without ceasing for people to believe for their eyes to open for the veils to be removed for hearts to turn from flesh, excuse me, from stone to flesh. We need to pray like never before, especially when we, we, the book of Revelation, nobody really wants to hear about it. It scares people, but we don't have to be afraid of the future because we know and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Recently, there's been a death in the family. It, he was an, uh, an in-law that was just about out of the family. Uh, I didn't know him very well, but he seemed like a very nice guy. And he lost his way and I have heard, well, he died instantly in a car crash. And sorry, I just accidentally tapped my mic. And 
whenever I hear of a tragedy like that, I always say, oh, Lord, I pray he or she were saved. And in this case, I prayed that he was saved and that he made it home to be with the Lord in heaven. And then I heard that he had indeed a relationship with the Lord, that he knew the Lord. I would have never known that had somebody not told me. He had a personal relationship with the Lord. And, and sure enough, I went on his Facebook and I could see that he had repented and he had a relationship with the Lord. And I was just saying, hallelujah, Lord, that he made it to heaven. And some, some are taken like that suddenly. But this revelation is the future. And if we are still around, when we start seeing things that seem to be well, not seem to me. If you read the Bible, you, you have to be seeing like me that everything that Jesus has said is coming true. Now, we don't know when his return is. We don't know when the, seven, the last seven years of tribulation take place. But, but know without a shadow of doubt that this is a revelation that's revealed for us to see and hear and know. So I'll go ahead and read. Uh, these are judgments that take place on the people that have taken the mark. Uh, he, he gives uh, infectious sores. He turns seas and water into blood. Uh, men are scorched. There's complete darkness and pain. The Euphrates River dries up and the earth is utterly shaken by an earthquake that has never, no man has ever seen before. So let's read. Revelation chapter 16, first bowl, loathsome sores. Now, and these are angels that are, uh, have the seven plagues and they're the ones that are opening the bowls. So here's the first angel. So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth and a foul and loathsome, loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. Pause. Now in chapter 15, we hear that the people that were victorious over the beast, over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, these, the people that didn't take the mark, which would be you and I, if we're believers in Jesus Christ, we get to stand on the sea of glass having harps of God and singing a song of Moses and the song of the Lamb, as we read in chapter 15. Now, the ones that decided that they wanted to live <laughs> and took the mark so they could buy their food, so they could buy their medicines. Uh, I think I mentioned in one of the 
might have been one of the messages from Revelation, but I think I've mentioned this before, that in my opinion, the COVID vaccine was kind of a, not kind of, it reminded me of how people were rushing to get this vaccine so they could travel. They were taking the vaccine so they could work because it was mandated, mandated. And to me, it was kind of a test to see what people would do to survive under the leadership of man. Now, I'm not saying if you took the vaccine that you're taking any kind of mark, but we have to be able to really love the Lord more than life. Because if this comes around, this mark, and we think we need to take it in order to continue working or in order to get travel or in order to get food or medicines or what have you to live, you're not going to actually live because you can't come back from taking the mark. Once you've marked yourself, once you've taken the image, the, the name of the beast, once you've, that's worshiping the enemy because we read about not doing that. And if you, you decide to make the decision that, oh, well, I've got to do this to save my family, you will be utterly forever and ever and ever separated from God. You will be one of the ones that will, that these plagues will affect. And when Jesus returns, and we're going to read about him coming back, coming on his horse and, and saving the people, his people, the ultimate thing that happens to the ones that are marked will have the same fate as the devil and the Antichrist and the false prophet get thrown into the lake of fire where people burn forever and ever. Nobody dies. <laughs> Nobody dies. The soul lives on forever. Whether you want that to be forever separated from the Lord Jesus or just not taking the mark of the beast and living forever with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he's going to make everything new. We're going to have a new heaven and a new earth, and he's going to make everything new. So I mentioned in the last message that I, I just finished reading the book of Joshua. And of course, I've read not just Joshua, but I just actually started Judges today, which is so good. But, <clears throat> sorry, Numbers and Deuteronomy, where it talks about how God, if somebody utterly did something utterly wrong, the person would have to come in front of him. And I told of a story where 
the the ground swallowed him and his family and they all perished because of the man's uh sin and he used to do that take take out that whole family unit and then he went from that to making sure that every person had a chance to get right with him so the the sin of the father wouldn't fall on the son the sin of the son wouldn't fall on the father they he changed that that everyone would have their own decision but when he comes back he's getting rid of everyone that has the mark he's throwing everyone into the lake of fire he's if an entire family took the mark that whole entire family will be utterly separated from god it's now he's still looking on at the one person or one person that comes to him for salvation individual so we'll go to the second bowl the sea turns to blood then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea and it became blood as of a dead man and every living creature in the sea died pause can you imagine the ocean turns to blood as of a dead man and at that point when this happens when this second bowl hits every living creature in the sea dies there won't be one little fish shark whale they're all dead when this plague hits third bowl the waters turn to blood then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of waters of water and they became blood and i heard the angel of the waters saying you are righteous o lord the one who is and who was and who is to be because you have judged these things for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets and you have given them blood to drink for it is their just due and i heard another from the altar saying even so lord god almighty true and righteous are your judgments pause so we've got rivers and springs of water that are turning to blood as well so there's no fresh water and the apostle john hears uh the angel of the waters saying you are righteous O lord the one who is and who was and he states here and who is to be he he's getting ready to come on his horse because you have judged these things for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets I used to think, you know, when you read the Bible from beginning to end, sometimes you don't see things or you, you read, but you don't hear what you're, you're reading. And it, it, it's just, I used to think 
or I have thought that these rivers and, and springs of water uh, weren't contaminating the water that we we drink, our wells. But I I think that, and I may be wrong, but I think it does include all water because water comes from somewhere. So I, I don't know. I hope to not be here. I hope that we're raptured out before any of this takes place. Fourth bowl, men are scorched. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the name of God who, who has power over these plagues. And they did not repent and give him glory. Pause. Yikes. They did not repent. They, they blasphemed the name of God. Now I'm thinking to myself that the, God is trying to get the last bit of people to repent and turn to him. So they're not going through the, this, this kind of stuff. Because in the first bowl, he says, these are the people that took the mark. But in this fourth bowl, he doesn't say anything about people that are marked. And the people that are marked, well, they can't really repent. Because it's an unpardonable sin when you take the mark of the beast. It just has to be a decision. You have, you have to be educated and, and just say no to the mark. So I'm assuming he's speaking to the people that are unmarked. But for whatever reason, they're not repenting or giving God any glory. They're, they're blaspheming his name. The fifth bowl, darkness and pain. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast. And his kingdom became full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and did not repent of their deeds. Pause. Can you imagine? So much pain, they're gnawing their tongue off. And by doing this, they're in so much pain but also there's nothing but darkness nothing but darkness i do not like to walk around in a dark room i've got to remember where everything's at and oftentimes oh i'll stub my toe and i always look for just a a, a light of some sort but can you imagine there's no light there's absolutely no light. It's darkness. And these people that have the pains and, and sores and they're gnawing their tongues and they're in the dark, they still don't repent of their deeds. Now remember in the, in the previous chapters, we've got angels, mighty angels flying, saying, 
repent, repent, repent. You don't want to be around when these things start happening. Sixth bowl, the Euphrates dries up. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they were spirits of demons, performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Pause. Jesus often says he's coming like a thief in the night. He says in here, Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments. Now, this just means be watchful, repent. You don't want, remember Adam and Eve, they hid. And we want to be able to be one of the ones that is, that longs for this day, this day of God Almighty because we know the ending God wins and so we're, we're waiting with great joy for this day to come this is the hope of the Saints this is our faith so these three unclean spirits they look like frogs. They're coming out of the mouths of the dragon and the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Yikes. And they're performing these signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world. So they're, they're doing these signs and wonders that are fooling people into thinking that there's, there's something they're not. I think there's scripture can't remember where it's at where the Antichrist thinks <laughs> he's a god and and he's not who who I think it says who is and was and is not <laughs> he's X'd out he's false and people are are following falling for this so we don't want to be one of those that are walking naked and and are ashamed we want to be one of the ones that has got a big smile on our faces and we're standing there and we're god you're finally here to get us and we're not ashamed we've kept our garments We've been watchful. Seventh bowl, the earth utterly shaken. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, 
and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done! Pause. Oh! Hallelujah! It is done, he's saying. It is done. Who isn't waiting for that day? It is done. Verse 16, And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since man went on the earth. Since men were on the earth, sorry. <laughs> now, the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found, and great hail from heaven fell upon men each hailstone about the weight of a talent, men blaspheming God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Pause. That is where chapter 16 ends with this great earthquake. And the city is divided in three parts. And the cities of the nations fell. We're going to be reading about the, scar the Scarlet Woman and the Scarlet Beast in the next chapter. But this is, this is God's wrath complete. It is finished. It is done. When Jesus was crucified before he took his last breath, he said, It is finished. Because this is what he's saying. He wins. He wins. And this is him saying again, it is done. It is done. It was done when he was crucified on that cross and resurrected on the third day. He defeated, he, he, he made good on his promise from Genesis 3.15. And, you know, this is the wrath of God that hits. Some people think it's the last three and a half years and these last plagues are only for the people left. But there's scripture that says it's an unpardonable sin to take the mark 666. So he's not talking to people that can repent and be saved after the mark. He's talking to people that still haven't taken the mark and they're not repenting. They're mad because they're going through these plagues, but they haven't accepted Jesus as Savior yet. Hopefully some do. We don't know. We don't know. So the next chapter is titled The Scarlet Woman and the, and the Scarlet Beast. Uh... So the great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And this is the Babylon that we're going to be talking about in chapter 17 and 18. Uh, 
and 19 it looks like. So we're getting near, we're getting close to the end of the chapter. I hope that I haven't fumbled my words too much. It's been a long day for me. Uh, I am a lot more tired than I was earlier when I delivered uh, and read chapter 15. My hope is always that somebody hears these messages and starts thinking about accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That is my hope. And I did fumble my words in the last message as I listened back. Uh, I said, first salvation is to the Jew, and then I said, and then to the Gentile, but it's first to the Jew, and then to the Greek. And uh, so there's that. But when Jesus came, he was trying to get have his people be saved the Israelites he came to them but as time went on he realized that they weren't accepting him he came to his people and they didn't accept him <laughs> so that opened the door for everyone else so we there's a, um, I heard a testimony of a, a Jewish man who was in the, the religion Judaism. And he used to find himself on sitting in a pew in a Catholic church. And although he didn't become Catholic, it was a church that was close by. And so he would wander in and sit at the very back and he would listen. Because one thing that the Catholic church does do is they'll read scripture. And scripture doesn't come back void. And he just kept uh, pursuing, or I should say God was pursuing him. Eventually, he became a saved individual and put his faith in Jesus Christ and accepted a relationship with him and repented of his ways. Well, he got shunned by his family because that is just unacceptable. The name Jesus cannot be mentioned in a Jewish home that practices Judaism. And so we just have to reach more people for Christ, no matter what their their nationality is. We are to speak to the, the world. And sometimes, you know, I don't feel like coming on. I think, oh, am I even reaching anybody? Are people not agreeing with me? I don't know, and I've got to just not care. I've just got to speak my heart. Because if anything, all I am trying to do is to reach people of all nationalities and religions that are not saved. So, I'll go ahead and end there. I want to hope, I just pray over all the people that, I know I have people in my life that are far away from God, or they've, they've uh, I want to say they're prodigals, and I'm praying them back, I'm just trying to get them back 
to realize that this is for real. That all of the other religions are false. And I know that sounds to some people like, oh, can't believe you're saying that. Because maybe there's people out there that are listening that are different that are of different religions. And all these other religions think that God is the same God for everyone, and He's not. Why? Because Jesus is the only way. He is the only way to heaven. And to those out there that are listening that know of Jesus, but it's a wrong message. Jesus was not Satan's brother. Religions like that, that believe that. It, it, it's all messed up. So we've just got to reach the people and preach the gospel, the correct gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone who will hear and listen. Wouldn't that be something if my recordings reached somebody for Jesus that was of another faith, of another religion? Once you become a Christian and, and side with God only and not be, well, don't be in a church that accepts all religions. I used to work at a place that, uh, I don't want to name the place, but they celebrated, they, they would have a church service for Martin Luther King Day, and they would welcome all the religions, and they would have everybody speak about their religion at the pew in a Christian church. And they couldn't say the name Jesus because it would offend the other religions. You don't want to be at a church like that. You want to be listening to somebody that is speaking about Jesus, the, the Son of God that came down from glory to be born of the Virgin Mary, to teach about himself, to die on that cross for our sins because his Son atones for our sins, for those that believe and have faith in Him. And we believe that He resurrected. He resurrected from the dead on the third day. There are many accounts, many witnesses of this. And He is coming back one day to judge the living and the dead. We've got to be a Christian that isn't siding with all the other religions, but that we're preaching to them about the one true God. He is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He is one God. The Old Testament teaches about him, the coming Messiah. And I mentioned in the last message, I did a message on how Jesus, he had to fulfill 
a lot of things, a lot of scripture to point to him as, as Messiah. And he did. How the people of 2,000 years ago, when he walked the earth and preached about himself, that he was the Son of God, he and the Father are one. How people didn't see it. They didn't want to see it. They didn't want to see that he was the Son of God. They missed it. Point the people back to the books of Isaiah, to the book of Isaiah. I did messages on, on him, on Jesus. How? Let me, let me find the message. Oh, I can't. It was, it was a series of messages last Christmas where nobody could miss it. He had to be born of the Virgin Mary. He had to be a son of David. And his, his sonship, his, his biological mother, the Virgin Mary, is a descendant of David. She is of the house of David. When they did, uh, they were, sorry, I'm getting, Rummy, I'm I'm so tired. They did a census when Mary was pregnant, and everybody had to go to their city of where they were from. And both Joseph and Mary went to the city of David because they were of the clan of David. They couldn't go to a different place because they were they needed to be counted with their tribe. And the Israelites had to marry within their own tribe. Jesus was never going to be the biological son of King David, as many Israelites believe. I don't know how they mis they they um, misinterpreted scripture. How could he be the son? And Jesus said, "How could he be the? How could David say, my Lord said to my Lord?'" The Son of God was always going to be the Son of God, not the Son of a man. His, his humanity, his blood came from Mary, who is a descendant of David. And that, ha that is how he is a son of David. I could go on and on. Again, I did the, the series last year around this time. Uh, so if you want to go back and listen to those, you can. But... Jesus Christ fulfilled all the prophecies that, that I don't know how anybody missed it. I don't know how anybody missed it. He is the son of God. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and stop there because yes, I am rummy and losing, <laughs> losing, uh, my energy for sure. It's late here. Late, late. <laughs> all the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.